Greetings, podcast listeners. Welcome to the first proper story folk singer podcast. This week's podcast comes from Portsmouth. I've recently had my 34th birthday and celebrated it with friends down in Portsmouth, the city of my birth. Here's a little round I learned when I was in school down there. To Portsmouth, to Portsmouth, it is a gallant town. And there we will laugh and dance and sing with a down, a down, derry down. The gallant ship, the mermaid, is waiting for her crew. So come, everyone, with your heart so bold and true. To Portsmouth, to Portsmouth, it is a gallant town. And to they Portsmouth, all laugh and dance and sing with a down, a gallery down. And they all laugh and dance and sing with a down, a gallery down. So come, everyone, with your heart so bold and true. So come, everyone, with your heart so bold and true. So come, everyone, with your heart so bold and and true so come everyone with your heart so bold and true <laughs> what a gallant little town portsmouth is i've got a fair bit of history in portsmouth let me give you a glimpse i come from a long line of portsmouth watermen which basically means my fathers were hard they worked down the docks doing all kinds of things one of my ancestors claimed to be descended from one of the admirals of the fleet. His name was Sean, and the admiral didn't believe that he was his son. He went away for sea for many months at a time, did the maths with a quick count-up of his fingers, took one look at the boy's shock of black hair, and said in true Smokey and the Bandit fashion, There's no way you was coming from my loins. To compound his suspicion, the Irish lodger was also called Sean. Baby Sean grew up to parade around in front of Portsmouth Guild Hall with a sandwich board saying, I am the true heir of Lord Pollitt. Well, he never proved it, and so I sit here giving you this podcast as just an ordinary member of the public and not a lord. Lucky escape there, eh, listeners? <laughs> Another of my ancestors who lived in Portsmouth, in fact, lived in Milton, which is where I grew up, was Peggy. People called him Peggy because he had a peg leg. His actual name was Thomas, Thomas Atkins. There's a picture of him on my blog. He was one of the old boys who used to go wild fouling. Now that's when you lie down in a very narrow boat that's got a huge gun, a punt gun, at the end of it. And uh, you, you just you paddle along with almost like uh, table tennis paddles, very gently, until you can get close enough to a flock of birds and you pull the trigger and blast them all into the water and that's how you make a living either by eating them or by selling them and uh, he lost his leg when he was loading his punk gun while he was ramming a charge down he had the punk gun on his leg and it blew up and it blew off his leg um, but that didn't deter him <laughs> he remained a fisherman and uh, made a good living at it for many good few years uh, with his peg leg and that's why he was known as Peggy but sadly it was due to his peg leg that he came to his end um, he literally fished himself to death one day he, uh, he threw his net overboard and his peg leg was caught in it and uh, because it was a weighted net 
it dragged him under and um, sadly he drowned. And that was the end of Thomas Peggy Atkins. I'm sure it had nothing to do with his state of inebriation. But I'd like to dedicate this song to my ancestor, Thomas Peggy Atkins. Oh, what should we do with a drunken sailor? What should we do with a drunken sailor? What should we do with a drunken sailor? In the morning, hooray, up she rises, hooray, up she rises, hooray, up she rises, hooray, in the morning. Sling him in the longboat till he's sober, sling him in the longboat till he's sober, sling him in the longboat till he's sober, hooray, in the morning, hooray, up she rises, hooray, up she rises, hooray, up she rises, hooray, in the morning. See him up in a running bowline, try see him up in a running bowline, and I in the morning. Hooray, up she rises, hooray, up she rises, hooray, up she rises, I in the morning. Give him a taste of the bosun's rope, and give him a taste of the bosun's rope, and give him a taste of the bosun's rope, and I in the morning. Hooray, up she rises, hooray, up she rises, hooray, up she rises. Give him a dose of salt and water, give him a dose of salt and water, lie in the morning. Hooray, up she rises, hooray, up she rises, hooray, up she rises, lie in the morning. Shave his belly with a rusty razor, shave his belly with a rusty razor, shave his belly with a rusty razor, lie in the morning. Hooray, up she rises, hooray, up she rises, Put him in the scuppers with a hose pipe on him. Put him in the scuppers with a hose pipe on him. Put him in the scuppers with a hose pipe on him. And I in the morning. Hooray and up she rises. Hooray and up she rises. Hooray and up she rises. And I in the morning. Put him in the guardroom till he's sober. Put him in the guardroom till he's sober. Put him in the guardroom till he's sober. And I in the morning. Hooray up she rises. Hooray up she rises. Hooray. 
send him up the crow's nest till he falls down. Send him up the crow's nest till he falls down. Send him up the crow's nest till he falls down. And I in the morning. Hooray up she rises. Hooray up she rises. Hooray up she rises. Put him in bed with the captain's daughter. Put him in bed with the captain's daughter. Put him in bed with the captain's daughter. I'll lie in the morning. Hooray up she rises. Hooray up she rises. Hooray up she rises. I'll lie in the morning. Hooray up she rises. Hooray up she rises. Hooray up she rises. I'll lie in the morning. That's what we'll do with a drunken sailor. That's what we'll do with a drunken sailor. That's what we'll do with a drunken sailor in the morning. While we're thinking of fishermen, I'm going to finish off this week with a short version of an Inuit story called The Fisherman's Heart. I recorded it for Hermitage FM and especially my friends John and Terry who are two of the DJs for their folk show. The Fisherman's Heart No one now living knows why her father took her to the cliff that morning and threw her from it, dashing her body on the rocks below. Only the fisherman who watched helpless from the bay saw her fall and tried in vain to rescue her before the sea claimed her body and watched as her father drove his huskies away into the growing morning sunrise. No one had the heart to fish that bay from that time on, and the few who did came back with tales of an eerie maiden's singing or of the rattling of bones that would follow their boat all around the bay. And so the place became deserted, and no one came there any more. No one, that is, until Colin came there. Now, Colin wasn't the brightest of young lads, and no one wanted to be near Colin, because Colin stank. His breath smelt of rotting fish. None of the girls wanted to kiss him, and he never, never clipped his toenails. Well, one morning, Colin took himself off on his own to fish. He paddled in his kayak to the middle of the bay, and there let down his longest line. Well, it wasn't very long when Colin caught a bite. He pulled on the line, but it would not come. He heaved on the line, but it would not come. So he sat on his rod, paddled the other way, but still it would not come. This fish is so big it would feed me all winter, thought Colin. So he planted his feet on the side of his kayak, grabbed his rod with both of his arms, and with all of his soul he pulled and he pulled until... <laughs> out of the water came flying at him the young woman's skeleton. Oh! he cried. He sat down on his rod, grabbed up his oar, and he paddled and paddled and paddled for the shore. Turning around behind him, he saw, like some ghastly water skier, the woman's skeleton coming towards him. 
He paddled until he reached the shore, and then he got out and tangled himself up in his own line, and he was so scared he was a mess, and all he could hear was some nightmarish xylophone as the woman's bones were clanking and clanking behind him. She's coming for me, he cried, and he crawled and he crawled, getting more hysterical all the time until he reached the safety of his igloo. But he turned around once more, and he fell, and as he fell, the skeleton flew towards him, and they jumbled and they mashed up, but they all fell at his a mass of bones and fear and he fainted. So there they both lay, in a mess and tangle of fishing line and bones on the floor. He started to extricate himself from the mess he had gotten himself into, and lit a fire. In the fire's warm glow, he saw the bones, and took pity on them, and decided to straighten them out. He sang as he worked, until he had finished, and again took pity on the bones, for they were laid out on a cold floor, so he covered them up with his outdoor coat. And then he stretched, yawned, and settled himself to sleep under his sealskins. Sometimes, when you go to sleep, a tear will appear at the edge of your eye, and it'll seem like you're crying. Some people say this is when you dream of something sad. Some people say it's when you dream of when you're happy. And other people say it's because you relax and you lose control of all your bodily functions. But whatever the reason, a tear appeared at the side of Colin's eye. The skull of the young woman turned towards Colin and saw the tear dripping from his eye. She crawled out from beneath the coat, put her teeth to the tear and sucked. As she sucked, it slaked a thirst that she'd forgotten she'd even had. The tear was like a salty river that filled her with memories of life and of vigour. And in the midst of the memories, she heard the drumming which had awoken her. It was of course Colin's heartbeat, and she peeled back the blanket that covered the sealskins. She peeled back the sealskins that covered Colin and she peeled back his skin, which covered his beating heart, that she may hear the rhythm of life all the louder. And as she listened, her organs began to grow once more. Flesh covered her bones, blood began to flow, and skin covered organ, bones and flesh, until she was once more a living, breathing woman. And as a woman, she kissed Colin's beating heart and beat into it a new rhythm, a strong rhythm of love, and placed the heart back in his chest, covered it up with his skin, covered him up with the seal skin, and covered them both up with the blanket. And there they lay together all night long. When Colin awoke the very next morning, he remembered nothing of the night before. He remembered nothing of his life before, and his eyes and heart were filled with the woman who lay beside him. Mm -hmm.